Hello everybody, Dr. F. Scott Field here, and I'd like to introduce you to our newest sponsor. The NPTE Final Frontier is the review course that I wish was around when I took the board exam. For those of you who know my story, it took me a handful of times to pass that exam, and quite frankly, I really wish I had an an exam review course around, uh, just like the NPTE Final Frontier. Uh, Check out their website, npteff.com, and use the code HET at checkout for 10% off to all of our listeners and fans. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field, and I have with me today two very special guests. They are actually part of our new sponsor, for those of you who've been listening, the NPTE Final Frontier. We have today David Friedberg and Emily Gerby. Guys, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us your academic journeys and how they kind of led you to where you're at today. Perfect. David, I'll take it over first. So I did my undergraduate degree in athletic training at Mary. University, which is a small private school in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And then I completed my doctorate in physical therapy at Dominican College in Orangeburg, New York. And for myself, New York as well. I graduated undergrad at Oneonta, SUNY Oneonta. And then I did my graduate school at Russell Sage in Troy, New York, in upstate New York. And then that led me into moving back down to Long Island, where I practice right now in the outpatient facility. Awesome. Yeah, I love the New York representation. It's always good to hear about some folks from back at home. You know, it's interesting because this has been a long journey for for me, right? From English major to physical therapist to, you know, now now teaching full-time. How did you guys get involved with the NPTE Final Frontier? How did did that happen? How did that come across your life path and, and, and become part of your journey? So for me, just like many other students out there, I needed help in getting through this exam, that that huge exam, the NPTE. I didn't make it on that first attempt. I needed guidance. I needed help. I needed to find someone that I was able to trust because especially I'm very skeptical of finding things on the computer and online. You know, you can easily get conned by anyone this day and age and you end up losing all of your money and all of your crypto. So it's no good. (laughs) So I ended up finding a mutual friend on Facebook who was actually friends with Dr. Singh. And that uh, one of my mutual friend was actually a professor at Russell Sage. And that gave me a lot of confidence and comfort in knowing that I was able to trust this person on the other side of a computer. And then once I looked into their website and I engaged with them a little bit longer, I knew that it was just a right fit and everything just ended up working its way out. From the start, Dr. Singh and and the team has been very loyal to me. So then likewise, I've been very loyal to them since 2017. I started as a student in 2017 and been working with them ever since. And it's been a great roller coaster, a great ride. I've loved every bit of it, helping the students. Yeah. So the way I got into Final Frontier was at Dominican College, they actually make it a mandatory program in order to be able to graduate and sit for the boards. The reason why they did that was the few years prior to me sitting, a lot of the students were beginning to take Final Frontier and our program noticed a serious increase in board's pass rates. So they realized, you know what, maybe us having the students take a board's prep course instead of trying to prepare them on our own is the better approach. So they made it a mandatory program. So I, of course, utilize the program to its full benefit, because if they're going to have us enroll in a program, I might as well fully utilize it to maximize as much as possible. 
And from taking the, comp- the course, I completely fell in love with it. I completely, you know, was 100% invested to not only the way the course was laid out, but also the instructors and the team members behind the course. And I couldn't, you know, recommend the program enough to others. So I reached out to Dr. Singh and said, look, is there a way I can get involved in this program? I really believe in it. I want to help be a part of this team. So that's how I got into the program. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, like I said, for those who've listened to this podcast before, they know I, you know, took me a handful of times to pass the board exam. When I took it back in the uh, dinosaur age, there was, uh, you know, not many courses available. There were about two courses available and it was just basically like, you know, textbook, you would go over the layout of the course in the first day, and then you would go over, um, you know, a couple of little content things here and there the second day. And then you'd kind of culminate in like a little bit of a review at the end. And, you know, then they'd send you on your way with the textbook and, and, and a CD-ROM for, you know, two or three practice exams and say, all right, good luck, everybody. And I was like, uh, okay, that that's it? Because that I, I don't really learn that well that way. So yeah, that's, was... exactly, that's exactly what I noticed too with a lot of courses. And for me, for those that know me, I am so type A. I need things organized, laid out. I need to know what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, and why I'm doing it. And this program, you know, gave me all of that. So it really catered towards what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this 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 is definitely something I wish was around when you know back when I took the exam for sure. I know it would have helped, you know, after seeing people that have gone through it and taken it. Oh yeah. For someone like me, I need structure and I need, um, I need that structure. If not my mind, I'm going to be so distracted. I will find any, I will find anything to clean, anything to clean and distract my mind. Dishes were my dishes were my big one. If I was doing dishes, you knew I was procrastinating from something. Oh yeah, exactly. So with this class, I was able to refer to this timetable that we have. I was able to know that three times a week, I had to be responsible to be on Zoom in a class. I knew that I had assignments. I knew I had readings. I knew I had quizzes and examinations to take. So it really, it really helped me stay, keep that focus. Yeah, accountability. I mean, that's the big one right there. You guys both kind of alluded to it, but it's something that keeps you accountable to do the right things and make sure that you're hitting all the, the marks that you're supposed to along the way, because it's not like a test you can really cram for. It's not like a, you know, oh, I'll just uh, study the week or two before and be fine. That's not how it works. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's easy to get lost and distracted along the way when you have such a long time to figure out how to get all this content back up to speed. So it, yeah. it's definitely tough if you don't have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For students, I think, a main thing as a student, right? A lot of programs do an excellent job at helping you prepare to be the best clinician possible for when you are treating in the real world. However, a lot of curriculum struggle with kind of boards prep, what kind of questions, how to kind of change the information and cater towards what the boards are looking for. And that's what prep courses come into play for. Cause that was a big thing I noticed with me, you know, the, The way our curriculum was laid out helped us be great clinicians. But when I started taking these practice exams, I was like, whoa, this is a completely different style of question. It was hard for me to decipher what is the best answer choice, which I think those prep courses kind of help you change your thought process in that sense. Yeah. I mean, for me, the, the, 
big thing was I would always get down to the last two questions and then I second guess enough to get myself talked right out of the right answer. So that definitely was not a, a forte of mine, so to speak. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of test taking strategies and a lot of things that you can learn that are outside of the content because the content, I don't think, was ever really the issue for me. It was the anxiety uh, and just managing my own self test anxiety. You know, I, I was a terrible test taker, even in high school, I really had to work and, and study. And like the SAT, it was a very coachable test. I didn't s- start out doing well, but I finished with like a 13 or 1400 or so, you know, which back in the day was pretty good. It used to be out of 1600. You know, all you young whippersnappers now have 2400 or 3000 or whatever it is these days. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where I can be coached if you teach me the techniques and what to look for and how to, you know, figure out what the question is looking for. And and really, I think the big thing for me ended up being find the right answer and stick to it, stick to your gut. Don't second guess. Don't just, just go for it. You know, you, you know, the stuff. You're totally right. You know, it's all about that trust in yourself and going with that gut instinct. You know, I, I tell all the students that, you are here for a reason. You didn't get through your schooling just by luck or by winning a Cracker Jack box uh, lottery thing. No, you got to where you're at because you did the work. You put in the time. You knew what you were doing. So for somebody like me, uh, I was an amateur wrestler throughout high school and college. Um, I wrestled at Oneonta. And one of the things that I started to relate wrestling to taking this examination and prep-wise, I was saying how you wouldn't step onto that mat being unprepared. And you also wouldn't step onto that mat doubting yourself because if you step out there, just like with baseball or anything else, you step out there and you start to say, you know what? I'm going to lose. I cannot, I'm, you know what? I don't trust myself. Uh, Like, like Emily over there, she was a soccer player. If you're not going to go out on that soccer field and be like, I am going to totally miss the net on this shot. No, (laughs) right. You're going to go out there and you're going to, you're going to do exactly what you've practiced every day. And guess what? It's always important to remind those students that those exams that they're taking to lead up to that big day, they are practice exams, practice exams. That is the key word right there. Practice, practice, practice. It's not the end of the world. It's practice. You're sounding like Alan Iverson over there. We talk about practice. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's it's very true. I think, David, you bring up a really good point, you know, and you and I've, you know, been talking for for years and stuff. And and, and I think the biggest thing that I've seen, especially in, in a lot of the stuff that you do, is mindset, you know, and just giving that positive mindset, those positive affirmations. I wasn't a huge believer in affirmations and visualization even, right? But those are techniques that have been shown to work at professional sport levels even, right? Golfers work on a visualization a lot. They visualize the shot before they even get up and hit it. So like you said, if you're having that negative mindset and you're thinking you can't do it, you've already kind of failed, right? So we've got to flip that mindset around and have that positive mindset that you are going to pass. You are going to complete this, right? And even if you don't, you get right back on the horse and you get back at it again. You know, again, it took me a handful of times. So I, I know it's not easy. I, you know, and, and the only reason that I passed, the only reason at, at, at this point in my life was looking back, I, I know it was just grit and tenacity and sheer, like, you know, don't give up in this, if you will. Right. Like, and that is so it. huge. That's so huge right there. Grit, tenacity. Yeah. 
you know, all of those key you need inside of you, you know, every single time you get knocked down, you have to stand back up. If you stay down, if you get knocked down and you stayed down, you allow that exam to defeat you, then you've lost. But that moment you stand back up, that moment you get back on your feet, that moment you go back after your dream, you're already on your pursuit to winning again. And you have nothing to be upset about. Okay, so you got knocked on the chin, but you have something to be proud of because you got back up. You got back up. And that is such something to be so proud of. Um, just to stand back up, it takes a lot of effort to stand back up and get back in that race. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And with that being said, you know, we talked about more of the psych aspect and how that tenacity and grit play such a large role, but also practice makes perfect. The more you practice, the more you kind of train yourself to get ready for that event or that exam, the more prepared you are. So I always related to sporting events, but I've also been getting into running recently. So I've been running some half marathons. You can't just go out and run a half marathon. I mean, you you could, I don't think it's going to end very well, but the more you practice, the more you increase that mileage when you go out for the big day, you're already ready for the demands that your body is going to be placed on. It's the same thing with the exam. You can't just sit for a 250 question exam. You know, if you're used to just taking 30, 40 question practice exams, you need to practice those full length exams to build up that stamina, build up that confidence, get you ready. That's such a huge component that I don't think a lot of students realize. And it takes time to build that stamina up. Yeah. T- testing stamina is a thing. I mean, that, that is a long test and, you know, little 50 question spurts isn't going to cut it. I mean, just sitting in a chair and focusing for that long, that was again, right. Like looking back ADHD, that's hard to do for five hours, you know? So had I known, you know, then what I know now, things would have, I think, gone very differently. But, you know, one of the things that I've found that I, I really enjoy the, the most about the NPT Final Frontier and the reason that, that I believe in, in the program so much is not only Dr. Singh's, um, you know, focus and love and passion for the, the, the project and the vision, um, but really the team too. You know, I, I love the fact that, you know, just about everybody that I've seen has got a terminal degree in some way, shape or form, you know, they're, they're, they're working at, you know, high levels here uh, to bring this content and to bring the strategies and to bring everything that, that needs to, you know, uh, to happen. And then things again, that students sometimes don't even think about, right? Like mapping out your, your route to the exam a couple of days before weeks before whatever, just, you know, getting into that health mode of, of, you know, exercising, eating right, treating your brain and body right. You know, some, again, positive affirmations, visualization, meditation, whatever you got to do, there's a lot of ways that you can help yourself outside of just the content area. You know, and I think uh, Dr. Singh's like passion for that really, really, you know, sings true to me. Um, I'd like, I'd like to ask this question from both of you and Emily will start with you, but what's your favorite part? of the NPTE Final Frontier? What's what's the thing that, that sticks out to you the most? We are a family. And I never realized there could be so much camaraderie among you know, team members or people who are coworkers until I started working for this program. We truly are a family. And it's unbelievable because it's a virtually based program. So we don't get to be in person together that often. 
but you know we are constantly talking to each other whether it's on the phone on zoom or just you know through our telegram app which is like texting you know we only see each other in person once or twice a year and it's unbelievable how close we are despite that I just didn't realize this many people could truly care about each other in this environment until I started working for this program. And that's because Dr. Singh, Derek, David, the, you know, the core members of the program make it so that it is such a comfortable workplace environment and they want us to be that close. They want us to succeed. And that was something I never experienced until working for this program. Yeah, it's a culture for sure. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. It really is a family. And, you know, that's how, and unfortunately, Emily gets stuck doing a podcast with me. I go figure. <laughs> she, drew the, she drew the short straw. Huh? I know. No, but like, but Emily is totally correct. You know, it really does feel like a family. Like whenever we do have a presentation on research, let's say, or a flyer for a webinar that it, let's say Emily's doing a webinar. That's not just Emily on that flyer. That's Final Frontier. That's me, Dr. Singh, Akansha. That is everybody, Vrunda, Megan. That's everybody represented by that person. And it's always all for one, one for all. That's the way that I view it. Um, and something that I love with Final Frontier outside of the family atmosphere is the care for the students. Being a student, just as we all were, and being a student that needed somebody there for you, being there for other students now, it is such a passion of all of ours now. It is such a passion and a love that really is irreplaceable just to help a student really get through that exam, get their dream. And then the, after the dream, we are still side by side those students because we also have a, a dedicated alumni group and we have alumni gatherings at CSM where we get to meet those alumni and meet those potential students. And just to have that, that ability to connect with them, it feels amazing. And just seeing that impact on them, it just, it's very humbling as well. It's very humbling to see, and it's a true passion and a love. Yeah. You guys hit a lot of high points there. I think community is a big one. You know, that again, the the courses that I took back in the day, it wasn't a community. It was a review book, literally. It was like, hey, you know, here's a couple of tips. Here's what the test is going to look like, you know, approximate layout, and then go, go take some practice ones. Good luck. But, you know, you guys have really formed that, that family and that community. Uh, and again, having been in that situation and having failed the test multiple times, you know, like I said, I wish this was around when, when I was there. Um, and, and I'm not just, you know, saying this because it's, it's a sponsor of the podcast here. I'm literally, I'm invested now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of it and, and I want to be there to help students that are, were like me and weren't able to pass it on the first time. I think the great thing about it is that it can go from, you know, people who are going to pass the test anyway and really good it'll just make sure that they do and it'll push them even further, maybe even closer to a perfect score, right? The ones in the middle, this will definitely get them a little breathing room. And then the ones that are kind of on the border of like, maybe they pass, maybe they don't. I think it's the thing that kind of helps push them over the, the finish line. So it's, you know, something that's, that's good for all levels. You know, I think it's, again, it, it's not just learning how to, you know, 
memorize stuff or, or, or content. It, it, it's, it's again, like we treat the whole patient in physical therapy, right? This is kind of coming at it from a holistic student point of view. You know, here's a bunch of different things that you can do to help pass this exam for sure, but also, you know, in life as well and any other exams you may end up taking further down the line. So, uh, you know, I really do appreciate what you guys have, have put together over there. And like I said, I can't wait to start interviewing a couple more of your, your, uh, your teammates there so that we can kind of really do a deep dive on, on what's going on uh, for the NPT Final Frontier. Um, I want to ask this last question of each of you, and then we'll, uh, we'll kind of wrap it up a little bit. And you can kind of tell people uh, where they need to go to sign up for all the, the latest and greatest. But we ask every, every one of our guests this final question, and that is, if you could change one aspect of higher education, what aspect would you change? Why would you change it? And how would you change it? And I'll let either one of you go first. It's up to you. Whoever's ready, take the floor. So in regards to higher education, something that I think is very important is still remain together with each other. You know, and something that I've noticed is that sometimes it could be competitive at times uh, in the higher, when you get into the higher education, maybe people are going for similar positions or they're working in similar fields or similar places. I think that sticking together is very, very important. As you know, we have become a, a Twitter family as well for the physical therapy profession as well, you know, and sticking together and uplifting each other and Let's say you go for a higher education. Well, then, yeah, we should be cheering you on. Go get that higher education. Go get that. And then who knows? Maybe we'll both meet at the higher education together. I think that there has to be more camaraderie together in the field instead of a dog-eat-dog -dog mentality. Whether you are PT or a PTA, I think that we have to be more supportive, more inclusive, and have more of a direction for the goals that we all want to do together. And I think that something very important uh, is also not forgetting where you came from, such as those students. We cannot forget those students and we cannot forget that those students have voices as well. So I think that all of that, the camaraderie, uh, standing up for the students, I think all of that is something that's very important to continue throughout the higher education process. And for me, you know, I am very proud of having my doctorate in physical therapy. I feel as though having our doctorate is crucial because of how much we, how much responsibility we have for our patients, the amount of knowledge we obtain, but having your doctorate means a more costly program. It's more time in school. And I just don't think our salary compensates for our degree. You know, we are not being properly compensated for the amount of knowledge we have, the amount of responsibilities we have. So that's not necessarily an issue with higher education. That's just an issue, I believe, for the physical therapy profession in general. If I had to choose something specific to higher education that I feel could be further addressed is I've noticed many curriculums, many programs are just tailored towards what do st students need to do to pass the boards? Not so much what do students need to know to be the best clinician possible? What do students need to know about these salaries, how to go on these interviews, how to really advocate for our profession and themselves? I feel as though many curriculums just get caught up on, you know, the boards itself and not, well, how do these students succeed after the boards once they are licensed physical therapists? Yeah, that's, uh, 
that's a lot to unpack there. You know, I mean, I think, uh, David, like you said, you know, the Twitterverse can be an interesting place. I don't know why people feel the need to argue and bicker on there, but <laughs> it is yeah. what it is, right? And then, you know, Emily, I know we, I, I heard this a lot before I got into academia and I was like, oh, well, there's just not enough time to teach all that. Oh, you know, there's not enough time to put that in the curriculum or, oh, the curriculum's already packed. We got to, you know, prep for the boards. And, and I get that, right? But I, I've started trying to, you know, be the change that I want to see. And, and I've started like, you know, I've never been a big fan of grades. I'm, I'm a straight B student at best, you know, a couple C's sprinkled in there probably. But, you know, I, my thing is, did you learn something today? Did you take away something that you can learn and actively apply to, to your real world settings, right? And if we do that just little by little, course by course, week by week, we'll have a safe practicing clinician, right? We'll have somebody who's ready to go. And, and if it's something that is truly important, like how to navigate a, a, a salary, you know, or how to possibly have a, an interview process, right? If it's something like that, you know, we got to find ways to just weave it in the curriculum, then, right? Make it a point to, to, to weave it into a lesson somewhere, right? I mean, if it's truly important, we'll, we'll find ways to prioritize it. And I think we need to maybe do a little bit better job of that. So, you know, thank you both for, for your answers. I think they're both pretty, pretty impactful stuff there. Thank you again for your time and for coming on the show. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, what's coming up for NPT Final Frontier? What should people be looking forward to as far as signups and stuff? Where can they do that? Where can they find you guys on social media? So we're actually currently enrolling in the July cohort. Uh, July 2022 cohort, but each cohort, each exam cycle is a new cohort. You can find out more information at npteff.com or send an email to enrollment at nptefinalfrontier.com. Uh, we offer you the PT classes. That's an 11 week course, but also PTA courses, which is an 11, uh, eight week course. So I think that if anybody wants to find out more information, please visit npteff.com. You can check us out on Instagram at npteff, also on Twitter and also on Facebook. And also we are that trendy on TikTok. So you yes, can check TikTok us out is our new latest trend and we are having way too much fun with it. So definitely check it out. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And uh, we'll drop all those links in the show notes for those listening. And uh, if anybody does sign up for the uh, NPTE Final Frontier, you can use that code HET um, to get a discount on uh, all the products there as well. So thank you guys so much for, for coming on. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll drop all your personal socials in the, in the show notes too, if you'd like, so people can reach out to you guys and kind of start interacting that way as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for having us on the podcast today. Yes, Absolutely. thank you. Yeah, thank pleasure. you so much. We appreciate it.